Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Party Invite Show. This is episode 103, baby. Really excited for that. Uh, and we got three of us here today. My name is Tegan. Over here, we have Vilos. Hey. And over here, we have Sovereign Sid. Hello. Uh, Chris is out this week. He's got some stuff going on. We hope to have him back uh, next week. But today, we are talking about uh, what we've been playing, as always. We'll open up with Blissin' Up, something that made us smile. But the party topic today, uh, something to, ha uh, to chew on at home, is what is a genre that you don't really play that you should play more of? Uh, I picked one I, that I play a little bit, but certainly don't uh, play enough. If you've got one of those, drop us a line in chat or on Twitter, any, on our, any of our socials. Uh, we'd love to hear it. You know, It's easy to find yourself uh, you know, staying in the same lane all the time, but uh, there's got to be one genre out there that you've wanted to try. Uh, but think about that. We'll get to that at the later end of the vodcast. Uh, but let's start with Blissin' Up. Uh, I'm just going to open up with the thing I'm the most excited for. Tomorrow, on Friday, we are playing our first big group stream uh, community night of Sons of the Forest. Really excited for that one. We have a bunch of us, including Vilos. I'm really excited to play with you. Uh, you know, we've got like our, our the normies, the, the crew that was playing Zomboid this week, who switches and plays a bunch of survival stuff uh but we've got a couple uh more people we got vilos in on there we've got uh russ gonna join us we had some really fun times role-playing in zomboid with russ uh and a few other people who who might fill our last slot we have seven players for that that's awesome that's the way that these big multiplayer sandbox games are meant to be played like they're fun on their own but i am very excited uh to do that tomorrow um so, yeah, that stream will start uh, tomorrow night around norm probably the normal podcast time, maybe later, uh, probably later. But keep your notifications on uh, what we'll do for anybody out there who wants to watch or who wants to play. Uh, you can join our Discord anytime. We've got um, sections for all sorts of games. One of those genres is survival games, so we're keeping all of our information in there. If you're the kind of person who wants to join us on that or any other game, we play shooters, we play brawlers. Uh, we play lots of single-player games. There's a spot for you. Uh, just join that and meet our wonderful people. And uh, if you don't trust us yet, watch us on the stream, and we'll promise we only bite the enemies mostly. Um, but another exciting thing about oh, that, God. we'll have uh, multiple perspectives of that. I know I will be streaming that. Odysseus will be streaming that. That's Odysseus NSJ here on Twitch. And I believe Hot Rod will be streaming that somewhere on his channel that exists. I'd have to be reminded what his... Uh, what his Twitch handle is, but um, yeah, we'll have multiple perspectives of that. Uh, that's especially great to me because that means I don't have to try to show everybody all the content to create a good stream. Instead, I'm going to do what I like most and fool around with like building a base, decorating, vanity stuff. I'll let everybody else protect me from cannibals, you know? Uh, <laughs> you mean you're going to fuck around and find out? That's, that's exactly that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm the fuck around and uh, Deadpool, Odysseus, those guys, they're the find out, you know, they're the, they'll get the business end of whatever weapon I can hand them. So that's really exciting. Sons of the Forest came out about two weeks ago, but we've been holding off to make sure everybody had a chance uh, to play on our first session. So thrilled about that. Shout out to everybody in our community who uh, makes this possible. These, these are games that wouldn't have been on my radar. Like they wouldn't have been possible for me to play. Like, it basically wouldn't be an option if I could only play like 
Sons of the Forest or Don't Starve or Zomboid with only one or even two other people. But to have six plus people regularly available to, to jump on that stuff, that is awesome. So appreciate you all out there. Uh, and that made me smile. That's going to keep making me smile all throughout this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye on, on our Twitch page here. It's going to be good stuff. Uh, how about you guys? How about uh, how about Vilos? Uh, yeah, I decided that I am going to take a small vacation next weekend. So that that made me smile. Treat yourself. Plans. Hell yeah. uh, I'm going to see a friend I haven't seen in a very, 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 very long time uh, at a roller derby game. Oh. Um, I'm actually going to be close to Odysseus, so I, I haven't mentioned anything to oh. them yet. But Surpresa! The, I, I might be chilling out around around uh, him for a little bit. Um, oh. So we'll see. Uh, I'm very relatively close, so... Just just putting feelers out, but yeah, next week I'm gonna I'm gonna go to um, go to a couple places, uh, and one of my favorite places, uh, the St. Louis Botanical Gardens. Oh is, hell yeah, oh, dude! It's gonna be so good. It's my favorite place ever, and I haven't been in a long time, so uh, I decided I'll do that after after some some fun stuffs, uh, <laughs> some, some gallivanting. And Undisposed gallivanting. Yeah. Exactly it. I am some debauchery. Yep. Essentially some. We'll we'll see. Um yeah. But that's that's what vacation's for, right? And I haven't I haven't done that in a long time. Because my last vacation really wasn't a vacation, it was an escape. So <laughs> subscribe now for there's also behind the footage behind the scenes footage of Vilas's vacation. <laughs> Don't tempt him, he'll do it. Right. Your discretion is advised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. Yeah, the St. Louis Botanical Garden is dope. Went there for the first and only time uh, in May last year. Great time to visit it. But nice thing about a botanical garden is they've got stuff that's pretty much going year-round. And St. Louis specifically has that, like, Climadome or whatever it's called. Climatron. I think that's what it's called. There we go. The Climatron. You're right. This huge Epcot hexagon-looking dome thing uh, that has all sorts of stuff you know, tropical plants and just anything that probably isn't native uh, living in there. It's sick. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's like seven. I think it's seven different temperate zones. Yeah. So wow. It's very cool. The best. Uh, I missed. I apparently they had a an orchid thing uh, <gasps> that that ended earlier this week, but it was like dozens of orchids um, that are not native to to Missouri, obviously. Um, yeah. But it's it's like the perfect time. I've gone to the botanical gardens uh, at the beginning of the spring a few times, and every time you time it just right, like like middle March to April, it's just fucking phenomenal. It's so pretty. Yeah, yeah, that place. It, that's like the first botanical garden I went to, and I was just like, oh, so this is why it's such a big deal. Like this is why people like this stuff so much. Um. It's yeah, also... there's one around here too. I mean, um, I think I actually just moved right down the street from it, but um, it's it's all right. You know, it's it's there. It's a botanical garden, so you know what to expect when you go there. But like plants, this one, I hope. <laughs> but this the St. Louis one sounds like it's on like a whole nother level. And it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah, like the koi fish at that one. That the, you're koi... about, the the one the the fish that are at uh, the place that that you're talking about are 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 all right, but uh, like the yeah, like koi pond, catfish, like there's all kinds of little little oh nooks God. to find. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, well, I'm just saying I could fit into a travel size suitcase. You know, need some company. Well, <laughs> I don't doubt that you could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm excited for you, Vilas. That's uh, that's gonna be a good time. Um, yeah, yeah. I I'm jealous. Actually, I wish I could go to like me too. The yeah. botanical garden right now. Yeah, because I mean now, like uh, you know, no offense against St. Louis, but I've never been to St. Louis and thought can't wait to do X Y Z. But now I now I do, you know, like now anytime I have a night in St. Louis, if I can help it, I would love to visit that that garden again. So Midwestern. Welcome to St. Uh, Louis. Come for the botanical gardens and stay to get shot sometime. <laughs> oh, already eat toasted ravioli. <laughs> you know, 50-50. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very likely either or both of them will happen. Sure. And why not at the same time? <laughs> no. Uh, Sav, how about you? What's good? Um, well, everything. I'm a smiley McGee. You know me. Um, so I've got, I tried to temper it because there's actually a lot going on this weekend. Um, so first of all, tomorrow, I get to be a part of a secret announcement. Ooh. It's so secret that I don't even know what it is. And I could have asked, but I didn't. Wow. <laughs> because I wanted to be surprised. And apparently, I'm the only person involved with this announcement who hasn't asked what it's about. So, yay me. I guess. <laughs> I, I guess I'll find out tomorrow, and so will y'all. <laughs> so stick tuned. Stick tuned. You know what I mean. You know, keep dialed in to you know all the socials and find out what that is because apparently it's a big one. Yep. Um, I will say tuned. it has something to do with KCP. So. Oh, esports, video games. Yeah. Vidgarms out here. We out here winning, Dad. Uh, so that's the good stuff. There's that, and I'm excited about that. Also, tomorrow is going to be the first time I've been to First Fridays. Speaking of things that we haven't done for like a long time, in maybe ten years. What ten? I thought you'd yeah. say two because of COVID. Oh gosh. No, no, it's been a really long time because you know after my first boyfriend, who was very artsy, we went to like Mountain House Museum all the time. We went to like First Fridays like all the time. After that, like nobody really was interested in going anymore. So I just didn't go because I didn't want to go by myself. So uh, well, I just didn't. Uh, double-edged sword. Um, while art is very cool, First Fridays is like barely art anymore. Uh, oh, is it? Down in the crossroads. Oh, yeah. It's just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I really like First Fridays, but now it's pretty much just a place to listen to music and drink beer and stuff. Uh, still got food, though. So, you still got okay. food, and there are artists down there. Just understand it's going to be very different than it was <laughs> 10 years ago. I mean, yeah, decades a really long time, but I'm excited. You know, I want to see what's different, what's been the same, and all that. Like, it's a whole day planned, apparently. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm really excited about that. Oh, that'll be great. The Crossroads is my favorite district in Kansas City, and it's not even close. So it's, if the, assuming that's where you're going, you didn't say that, but I assume that's where you're going. Uh, I think so. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's, it's happening right after the whole secret announcement filming video thing. So, like, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be over there, and then I'm going to be whisked away to this First Fridays thing about uh, where, the whereabouts of which I don't know. So. Okay. I'm excited. It's gonna that be is cool. exciting. Yeah, I know. The send pics. All right. No St. Louis or anything, but whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, also, apparently, I'm an influencer now. Apparently, um, because... I feel like. Oh, okay. Sorry. Carry on. Go on. <laughs> I mean, like an actual, you know, someone who goes somewhere for a specific purpose to be an influencer, rather than just happening to be there and be influential. You know what I mean? Does, does kind of. I'm still going to poke fun at you for it, but yes, I okay. do understand what you mean. <laughs> so recently, they, there's a ramen bar that opened up around here called Ginger Ramen, and um, I found out about it through a friend's post on Facebook, and I went, and they had two events that day where, you know, you could go in there and have free ramen. So the first time, 
it's like the first 50 customers or whatever. First time I went, I missed out on being the first 50. But then I came back the second time and I was the first in line with uh, Lord Chrome, no less. He came out with me. He actually left his apartment and we and we got to hang out in real life. Wow. It's crazy. I met Wade. I met I Wade in real life. You, I love that you keep dragging him on it though. Just <laughs> no, that's like <laughs> he actually left his apartment. It's Listen, like the kid who comes down the stairs and you're like, thing, "Thank you for joining. Are you finally joining us?" <laughs> Those are his words, though. I'm only paraphrasing what he said. That's funny. So I'm not directly jabbing at him. No harm, no funny. foul. It's funny. It's funny. But it was good. It was fun. And we met the owner and everything. He was really nice. And um, because I had come back that day. I was the first welcome back, first of all. I was the first official returning customer of that establishment, which is cool. Nobody else could say that about the establishment ever because I took it. But because I came back and I brought a friend and, um, you know, I told people about it and all that whatnot, the owner showed appreciation for it by knocking off, like, everything else on, because it was for a free ramen, but you still have to pay for everything else on the ticket, appetizers, drinks, blah, blah, blah. So he covered the whole ticket. And then he gave me his number to connect him to people that work at NakaCon because he wants to talk to them about working together because he has a thing in Tulsa, Tokyo and Tulsa, that anime convention there. So um, I'm in the process of like, you know, mediating that and all that whatnot. So look at me over here being being influential. Yay. That's dope. Not a, not a career I thought I would actually like pursue, pursue, but I guess, you know, you're, you're life living. throws stuff at you. you know. <laughs> Nintendo! <laughs> like all these investorships and you're like never never thought it could happen <laughs> not to me Great oh my gosh how did such you know how did little old me get a hold of this and it's you just like ah! <laughs> uh, uh well wonderful I'm very happy for you though yeah Sav, i'm really excited for that man i'm jealous of, man we so we all have a good weekend ahead of us huh like that all sounds top tier if i do say so myself Sons of the Forest vacay and influenza. Uh, uh, I'm sick. We'll workshop. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, it's all it, that's all very exciting. Um, yeah, chat. Let us know uh, what you're looking forward to this weekend. You know what's uh what's gonna make you smile. Well, uh, yeah. What what did I say? Uh, so my listen up was uh, Sons of the Forest. That's what we will be playing this weekend. But what we are playing. Right now, Ooh, uh, looks a little a little different. Uh, I'm gonna pull up uh, some of my stream from Monday. So for this time, will be different. Our roguelike Monday streams. Uh, we played FTL, Faster Than Light, a wonderful game from 2012, made by Subset Games, composed by Ben Prunty. That game rules. And so while I've beaten it exactly once, uh, because that game is really hard, and I'm never turning it off easy. I don't see any reason to ever put it on normal. Normal's way too hard. Um, don't let the From Software people hear you say that. Gosh, you know, well, that's why they only got one setting and you do deal with it, you know. Um, if FTL was like that, it might be a different story because really, like, the game's fun, but boy, death, like, uh, defeat will just surprise you. Because it's, it's not that it's difficult all the time, it's that something will happen and all of the sudden your ship's blown up. Uh, so let me back it up. FTL, for those who don't know, is uh, this wonderful, uh, pausable game. You can pause it any time to take stock of what you're doing, and I love that about it. You're on a ship. Uh, you are the Federation in space, and you're trying to escape the Rebels. Uh, they are slowly chasing you across the galaxy. Uh, imagine it like a reverse version of you've got the plans for the Death Star, and you've got to get it to your homies at the edge of the galaxy. So that's basically what it is. 
Um, so what you do on your ship, it's a top-down situation. Um, you are sending your infantry units, your, your uh, crewmates. You're sending them throughout your ship to put out fires, uh, to attack people who are on board, or to boost certain systems like your shields, or your weapons, or your engines. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff that you can end up doing. Uh, but in so doing that, um, you know, you're fighting all these ships that have different aliens in them that have different strengths and weaknesses and weapons and yada yada. Uh, so every fight's a little bit different. But just like any roguelike, uh, so much of it is you, the player, learning how to actually play. So like you are leveling up, basically. Uh, because the game's going to send you a lot of combat and non-combat situations that you've got to kind of roll the dice on. You know, you roll up to a ship uh, and you're outmatched. Well, do you try to kill it for whatever loot it's going to give you? Or do you try to escape? Or uh, maybe you're low on health and you totally could kill uh, this ship that just showed up, but it might leave you in a place where you're weakened so that the next fight uh, you'll get blown up, you know? Um, but then these non-combat ones, uh, they're not just decisions on, like, do you follow that ship or don't you? Um which is some of how it works. There aren't really right and wrong answers. It's just RNG. You flip a, a coin, and either it goes your way or it doesn't. But uh, if you upgrade your ship in certain ways, or you have certain weapons or augmentations to your ship, um, you can automatically win. You can automatically succeed the role, basically, in a lot of these online, or in a lot of these um, random chance encounters. So uh, this was actually the example that I used. I'm not going to show it on screen, but uh, FTL was the example. When we had our podcast recently, we talked about uh, games that we'd like to see turned into a TV show. And so the two that I picked were FTL and their other game, uh, Into the Breach. They're both great. Um, in in this one, uh, I came up with the... I think it was actually, at the start of the stream, the very first in random encounter I had... It was like, hey, there's a, a disease outbreak on this planet, and everybody's losing their minds. What do you want to do? So you can either not care, you can try to send your people down to help somehow, uh, or if you have one of many um, certain upgrades, then you can uh, automatically win. You can succeed, and they'll reward you for it. So the one I had was uh, I had, I had a uh, spaceship full of engineers. Uh, or NGs, they're called. They're aliens that are basically robots. They're immune to disease. That's pretty cool. So I was able to send my immune guys down to help, like, stop the panic, stop the riot, um, automatically calm things down, and the people are like, hey, this gives us a chance to figure out a cure. Here's some stuff. Go on your way. You know, and uh, that's something that right there, I'm just like, this is an episode of a TV show. Like, if if they could turn this into Cowboy Bebop, basically, like uh, an anthology um, series, where, you know, because it's a roguelike, so, like, send random people into this universe and just have a random encounter happen. Uh, it's an episode. So, uh, really enjoyed doing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, let me, let me get one of these, one of these videos up here. Uh, but yeah, it was great stuff. Uh, I had some help from Shani. Uh, he was my, Shani Peck was, like, my number one on the, on the ship. Um, Let's see. Let's go to my uh, my footage here. I think we're about to light this uh, this ship on fire. Uh, it'll be a minute. I'm going to keep talking. But uh, Shani was the voice of reason as we had certain decisions. And I was like, I could do something kind of dumb and crazy. And Shani's like, or, or you could do that thing that you've been talking about for 15 minutes that you could solve right now. Huh? 
So, you know, voice of reason, he uh he was smart. Um let's actually we'll we'll put this over here. Uh what I did in this run, uh to just keep telling you about it cuz really FTL is such a fun game. I can't shout it enough. Um if you if you've never heard of the game, go listen to the soundtrack on Spotify. If you've listened to the uh, soundtrack and you want to play it, um just buy it right now. It's so good and it's such a wonderful time sink. Um yeah, really a top tier video game. And it's uh yeah, what 11 years old and it's you, you could tell me that they made this game yesterday and I believe you. Uh but this uh particular run that I had, I died twice during this run and then this was my successful one that uh, we ended stream with. Hopefully I'll stream it again here soon because I had a great time. Um, I specifically chose weapons where um, I was trying to kill their crewmates, not blow up their ship. Most of the game is you just blowing up enemy ships and you take the wreckage. Then that's how it is. But uh, if you kill their the crewmates and leave the ship intact, there's a really good chance that you'll get significantly more loot. So what I did here, instead of blowing up their ship, I would break their wimpy little shield. I'd pause it, like you see now, and I'd use my fire beam attack. And um, now their whole ship's on fire. You can't see that right now because this weird ship that I have uh, didn't come with good like radar, good sensors to, to see into the enemy ship. So in a moment, you'll see me realize that uh, I can turn on my radar and you'll see exactly how much fire there is on that ship. Uh, but it made for a very good run because I was just constantly um, getting basically double loot from all of my battles because I was able to to burn out uh, the enemies. Here, we'll uh, take a closer look. Um, so I'm, I'm lighting their ship on fire, which, yeah, the, um, the fire can hurt them. But what's really going to happen here is the fire is going to burn up all the oxygen. And with... You know, if uh, if they run out of oxygen, they get hurt too. So it's the enemy clambering here to try to repair their med bay and their oxygen chamber so that they can survive this fight. They're not going to. Uh, I'm way too strong, and I have a, a ship that basically I, I upgraded uh, in a good way where they can't break my shield to hit me. So um, I wasn't in a lot of danger. It, made, it allowed me to... Uh, to play it, to experiment a little bit. Look, they're like, hey, we're going to try to get out of here. No, you aren't, uh, because your whole ship is on fire <laughs> and your engines are blowing up. Uh, anyway, FTL's great. Uh, after this, I was going to show you a, a bit from the flat cannon I got, which is a new weapon that, I mean, it just fires a bunch of trash at the enemy. <laughs> and I, for the very first time, uh, I one-shotted um, I one-shotted an enemy ship. That has never happened to me before. Look, okay, I think we're about to see their whole ship on fire. Let's let's check it out. Yep. And... Oh, that's a lot of fire. That's a lot of fire right there. That's the whole ship. Uh, they've seen better days, you know? They probably should have surrendered to me because they're not doing well. Um, but yeah, it, it was fun to do that. Game's wonderful. Uh... I, I basically, I had to switch. Do I want to, like, kill the crewmates by burning them out? Or do I use the flat cannon? Because the flat cannon uh, was was so powerful that it just ended, it just blew up the ship every time immediately. <laughs> so it was a good problem to have, but um, it was it was kind of ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I, I might show you the flak, uh, the flak one later because I've already been flapping my lips about this. But that was FTL. 
really fun time. You can uh, find the VOD for that on Twitch and on YouTube. It's great. Uh, I hope this inspires somebody out there to play it, because it's rad. I think I've said that like nine times, and I mean it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's FTL. It's awesome. Go play it. It can't be more than like 10 or 15 bucks on Steam. It's the good stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah sure. Constantly in like humble bundle deals and stuff. Yep. Uh, Twitch is saying halberds in chat because this I played this with uh, the halberd beam weapon that you saw if you're looking closely. Uh, one day after I accidentally stole uh, Deadpool's halberd in Project Zomboid, and he'll never let me forget it. Uh, you know, <laughs> you log out one time with the wrong item, and they just won't let it go. But uh, yeah, let's bounce over to one of one of you guys. How about Sav? That's me. Hello. So you did so, a ton of gaming, almost nothing but gaming, literally the whole time since the last podcast. I think I understood you correctly, right? Yeah, and the whole time I was influencing. Uh, oh. <laughs> I would hold up the video game to the camera, like with the with my hand behind it, like this. Were you uh, the roof? Well, I think once upon a time they called her Rooftop Karen, and before Karen became like you know had a different name. But remember the original Nintendo Switch uh, commercial? You know, there was the the girl on the rooftop playing her Switch at the party. Come on, you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I do remember that one. Okay. <laughs> I'm not crazy. That's too funny. Um, I think I think that's one of my favorite Nintendo commercials besides the one with Beyonce playing the DS. That was a good commercial because she was just like having so much fun. She's like, I've never played a video game before. <laughs> that's good. I'll have uh, to so look that up. Yeah, uh, well, that's a real thing. So I just imagine you at the ramen shop, you know, left hand is like your camera's looking back at you and you got your Switch next to you. Actually, it's over. funny because the game that I'm about to talk about is the only game that I've played all week since the last podcast, and it was at the ramen shop while I was waiting in line with uh, Lord oh, Crow. Lol. <laughs> yeah, and so we were actually sitting at the table with both of our switches out, like they were propped up on the table with the kickstands, and we just looked like a couple of nerds. And we had the center table too, so it was in front of everybody. <laughs> switches just sitting there, um, and that's actually how I got the owner's number because we were talking about being like anime nerds and game nerds and stuff, and he was like, "Oh, you know about the convention?" And you know, anyway, um, I digress. Um, so while we were waiting outside, I didn't want to play anything like terribly, what's the word? Immersive, because then I wouldn't want to stop playing and, you know, I, I was hungry and I didn't really want to pay attention to anything or focus on anything. So I decided to play Tetris on the uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Ah, oh, tell me about that brand new video game. Well, you know, it came out in, insert present day here. And, you know, it's very... <laughs> It's a, it's timeless. It's classic, you know, having just come out in this like current present day and, and time frame. Uh, but no, Tetris. I mean, it's Tetris. Uh, let's see. I googled Tetris release date, and it says uh, March thirty first, twenty twenty three. Tetris is streaming on Apple Plus. Uh, the game you couldn't put down. The story you couldn't make up. Uh, that's what you're talking about, right? You had me in the first half. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's uh, funny. April fifteenth, nineteen eighty nine. Looks like the. Oh gosh, no, this is not. No, that's the Sega Genesis. I knew that couldn't be far enough back. Did you did you spell it with the backwards R? It makes all the difference. Oh, hold on. Let me. I gotta type. Uh, I gotta put this into my keyboard. <laughs> well, all you have to do is just turn your R upside down. It works like that. You know. Don't ask me how. Technology's weird. <laughs> that's that influencer only information. This says nineteen eighty nine. Whatever. This is not that important. It didn't come out in like I don't know. I thought it was the early '80s, but I guess not. Um, 
chat first first one to <laughs> correctly name the Tetris uh, release date. Yeah, it looks oh. like 1984. 1984, baby. So what? Uh, so what kind of Tetris player are you? Right? Like, are you? Uh, do you actually go for the Tetrises, which you know, newsflash to a lot of people when you get use the four block and you eliminate all four lines at the same time, that is called a Tetris. You get singles, doubles, triples, Tetris. Boom. Yup. So I am the kind of person who does go for Tetrises. Tetrises? Tetrises, yeah, sure. And um, I think I just think it's more satisfying. I like stacking them up in a peculiar way and then just suddenly clearing them and washing them. And the sound that it makes, especially in the classic Tetris game, is so satisfying. It's so good. It just, it perks my ears and it makes my blood all happy. Like, it's so nice. <laughs> this person's not happy enough. They need Tetris in their blood. I need Tetris in my blood. <laughs> I just, I want to get a Tetromino tattoo. That's going to be my first tattoo. Just Tetromino right there. Bam. I haven't decided which letter yet, but it's going to be a Tetromino. For sure. A Tetromino? Is that, that's the color blindness I have, I think. <laughs> no, that's the name of the blocks. They're called Tetrominos. Tetrominos. I didn't know that. I just thought they were ambiguously called those blocks from Tetris. You know the one, the L one. It's They're not formally, the whole title. Blocks from Tetris, formerly known as Tetrominos. Formerly <laughs> known. You say the whole thing, like names like that. Oh goodness, is that is that? Well, whatever. I'm getting off track here. I um. So so Tetris is good. Um, timeless. Released on a million things, including you playing on uh your Switch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed, on the Game Boy um Virtual Console. Nice. And it's just regular Tetris. They don't have like Tetris Attack or Tetris Plus or anything yet. So hey, basics yeah. are all you need, you know. Yeah. When you're that, it good. got me through that waiting line. <laughs> you know, all right. Type Type A music is the best Tetris music. Don't at me. It's yeah, uh, it's a real banger. There are a lot of wonderful remixes <clears throat> by the One Ups and uh, a bunch of other artists of that Type A. Type A. Type Type A. Yeah, the Type A music. It sounds uh, like we're saying like the name of the country. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, Taipei. Uh, not made in Taipei is the game Tetris. Uh, it's got that that Russian sounds like uh, Russian folk music um, to it. Um, but anyway, let's. Uh, Vilos, you've also been playing some video games. I think. Uh, tell us about this. Yeah. Uh, as a quick side note. Um... Nintendo Switch Online, Nintendo just put out a post that Metroid Fusion is in a week. Oh! Whoa! Really? really? Yes! <laughs> Metroid Fusion, on the 9th. Yes. Wow. But I'm only if you have the expansion excited. pack, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta have that. Gotta have that. Goodness, you know, like... they just said take all the Metroid stuff all at <laughs> once, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy about that. Good for um, them. I only have a I couple like slots left on my family pack if y'all need to get in on the action. Exactly. It just cost you um, 2,000 bits. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the conversion rate on that is. Um, but yeah, as far as games that I have been playing, I actually did get to play some games despite my injury, uh, which I, I'm getting close to being healed, I guess. But, you know, it's, it's like a chronic injury now, so I'm, I'm kind of screwed. Um, but uh, I did finally get some real time into Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, which has been a good ass time. It's not as satisfying. Um, I put put about twelve hours into it so far, and it's not as satisfying as Three Houses was. But it's getting to that point because every Fire Emblem game has a story point that 
shakes up the formula and then a few hours later it shakes it up again <laughs> when you say a few, a few hours, hours later, later honest question uh this time uh, as far as the internet is concerned it's so this one was about 10 hours in uh, and then there's usually another like three quarters of the way through sort of big twist so um probably another 15 ish maybe uh, actually no probably 10 10 more hours because uh some of the more conservative numbers is saying that uh, people are getting done with this in like 30 to 35 hours oh um that's obviously shorter that's than i expected that's without playing some of the stuff on the side because you do have uh, paralog chapters um, where you're just there to, to grind some more and get some hopefully better characters, uh, which is always the case. You're always going to find a paralog chapter uh, to get somebody that's better than somebody that's already on your team. Are those like, uh, uh, I'm only, I'm barely familiar with Fire Emblem, you guys know, outside of Smash and and mm -hmm. some of the stuff I see in the directs. Um Fire Emblem loves to have what basically you, I think you just described where it's like, hey, here's a random character. Do you want them? Here's a four-star <laughs> random yeah. named character. Like, is that kind of what's going on? Uh, technically, yeah. Uh, it gives you a quick little story beat of, you know, you're, you're in this village uh, and this kid in a fucking cap that's actually a, a pot or whatever is is trying to protect his, his village. And that's, what's How's his name? Do? Is it is his name Donald? That's Donald, I think, from Awakening. I, I don't know. There's so many fucking Fire Emblem characters. But, um, yeah, they, they give you a quick story beat. Uh, you complete the battle, and uh, as long as you've done it, you've done it right, uh, and you're not on hardcore mode, and you accidentally fucking kill them, Oops. then, yes, they'll be on your party uh, as an available member in your next battle. Um, and, like I said, usually they give you really good characters in, in the paralogs. Um, in this particular case, uh, I've only done two paralogs, I think, but it did give me the opportunity to get a better uh, magic user, uh, which is super helpful because with Fire Emblem, there's the the weapon triangle. Uh, so you've got lance, lances, swords, and axes. Uh, and then there's magic users, martial users, or martial arts users, uh, and, uh, and archers that are going to be different as well. So the weapon triangle is its own thing. And then anybody that doesn't have any of those three weapons is its own thing. Um, so you always you always have to have a, a magic user uh, on your team, at least one, and at least one healer as well. And yeah, you're showing you're showing some of that uh, <laughs> that lovely. That's that is what I uh, shared on Twitter. Great. Um, <laughs> Yay, cool get John. Yeah, what I learned uh, from my twelve hours in, well. Literally half the dialogue in this game is about how hot Alir is. And I'm not being hyperbolic. Like, legitimately, every single main character has said how attractive Alir is to them <laughs> in some way. Uh, Chloe here, uh, she's literally talking about uh, <laughs> about keeping watch while Alir is sleeping. Alir is the uh, divine dragon, and she has been asleep for a thousand years. Um, Classic. So, so realistically, she shouldn't sleep at all anymore. But uh, whenever she does sleep now, since Chloe is in, in my party, uh, Chloe is uh, is a creeper and will stare at her the entire time. Good. Uh, yeah, and Just that is a... you're getting your 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 you know forty winks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. There, um, so there's a lot of things. There is uh, just in the part of the story that I just hit. 
Um, there is basically a trans hero sort of uh, character um, that is really interesting so far. I haven't gotten them in my party yet, uh, but I think I'm like the next chapter probably going to. Uh, that like this, the cast is so ridiculous in every Fire Emblem game, but this one they actually got some diversity, actually actual diversity in. Tamara, Tamara, uh, <laughs> she's the only one I care about. Tamara's one. She's the best. She's the best. She's the best. Yeah, I'm like two chapters away from from. Uh, the the next country in which i will the best country uh all of them so that's gonna be the best um but it's it's really fun to see uh the art style uh is really outstanding literally every character is gorgeous and it it, it's like man (laughs) like you you can't not love all of them uh and that's kind of how it was in three houses too uh although there were a couple that i could fucking live without but so far in this game, uh, my entire party has been great. Uh, you have um, your two, your two retainer or three retainers. So you've got a, a cavalry guy and uh, a magic user and a martial arts user that are your party from the start. And uh, they're all really interesting characters. They're uh, living to serve the divine dragon. That's you. So it does feel very, very anime. But no, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and of course, I'm playing female earlier because I I never don't play the female leads in these games. Honestly, who does? Um, <laughs> like even in Smash Bros, who chooses male Byleth? Like who? I I cannot I cannot understand anybody that would. But Dude, even um, in our multiplayer games now, uh, you know, like Lizzie played through Mass Effect as Fem Shep, and I originally played it as male Shepard, and I thought it was great. You know, but now when I'm playing all these games, especially with other guys, I'm like, well, you got you guys are all picking dudes, like like. I get it, but I'm definitely picking the female characters. So, like, everything we play now, Dark Tide and Raft and uh, even Phasmophobia and stuff, I'm, uh, I'm always picking a a woman, you know. It, I didn't originally intend to, like, set out to do that, but I'm like, yeah, we're never going to see any of, the, any of these character models, or in this case, like, you know, I, I had a friend... <laughs> I had a friend, uh, I was like, why do, you, why do you always play this specific character in Fortnite? And he was like, well, if I got to look at a character for 100 hours... I'd rather it was this one. I was like, okay, that's a straightforward answer. I get that. Yep. And, and so right now, uh, I'm spending my time trying to get through the chapters. I knew I wasn't going to be able to, to beat Fire Emblem in February, just the way that the month went. But yeah, wow. Uh, as wow. far as my JRPG list. Uh, but Miles, the chat okay. is on fire. They're saying, I can't believe you've done this. They yeah. say, they say we're never, we're you're never going to play a JRPG again. You're a fake jrp gamer (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh we're gonna yeah we're gonna have to turn off the chat it's just i can't even read anything because the hate uh gosh wow i can't believe we've done this yeah yeah um and and so like right now i'm i'm kind of just doing the the fire emblem have tos there there's a certain point in the game that you're always going to want to grind you're going to go through the paralogue chapters and get experience and in this particular uh, instance the emblems so basically your ability to use old characters from the r- remainder of the series uh, you've actually lost uh, you lost three you lose three emblems at this point in the game and emblems are people and they are rings that hold the spirit of the people and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically yep. your your enemy power, Hell yeah. uh, your power ranger's power. And uh, so I lost three of them. I feel like it's four, but maybe it's just three of them. 
and then the next chapter you regain uh you regain one or two of them and the the rest of the game is going to be about getting the the full 12 emblems um to fully have your power to to beat the fell dragon blah 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 but it's really it's it's so good like you can't fuck up fire emblem that's the thing uh and they they definitely did a, a few different things from the norm like some of the some of the dialogue is just a little bit cringy and that's coming from me like i don't usually cringe at that kind of stuff but this one is a little bit uh just because what do of you how... mean it's just standard fire emblem affair <laughs> <laughs> like every oh wait, gorgeous hero please come to save our realm boobity-titty-dee <laughs> like, okay see the funny thing is like everybody says hey awakening was when i got into the game series uh, when i got into the fire emblem series and and I, that's where i did okay i mean camilla existed awakened so, something in you but camilla was the next game that was fates. oh that's right that's fates. i, I love right. fates but a lot mm-hmm. of people didn't like fates all right and and i'm sitting here going okay well these guys actually do need to chill out a little bit <laughs> on a leer. Like these guys are literally worshiping our every single character. But uh, yeah, Sav, if you got into this game, you would actually you would find a few too many hus- husbandos as well. Husbandos. I've been actually paying attention. Um, yeah. I accidentally raided into someone who I didn't realize was playing the game, but it was just someone that I um, appreciate watching. And I actually stuck around and I ended up watching the end of the game. And I was like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> so I already know like a whole bunch of the characters like who exist in the game. And there are some definite husbandos out there. I mean, there's this dude named Diamant. Like, come on. Like, oh my God. And he's such a bad singer, but I love it. The, the, <laughs> the names and the looks like these guys are all, everybody's color coded in some way. And they have very particular uh, archetypes. And usually that's a bad thing. But in this case, they are pretty fun. Um, and the the actual day-to-day gameplay is fantastic it's just super smooth and it technically plays better than uh, than uh, three houses did uh, so that's that's a plus two hell yeah fire emblem good and so's the plot uh... <laughs> yep we play fire emblem well so when we played the clip before jerp said a chat uh he goes uh that clip i saw wasn't very emblematic of solid writing <laughs> It's probably emblematic of something else. You know, but they pretty though. Um, I'm excited. Okay, so how how far into this are you versus the total estimated playtime? I'm like an hour away from halfway through. Okay. So. Okay. Well, cool. I mean, that That's seems terrible. that seems like you're doing fine. Yeah. I mean, I know you got plenty of stuff ahead of you on your li- on your list, which is on our website, partyinvite.games. Uh, but you've been playing plenty of stuff. It doesn't seem like it's been that much of a shortage of gaming. Um, but I, I, that almost makes me more happy for you that you're you're less likely to burn yourself out. But you know, you know your own limits and stuff. But uh, I mean, it's it's still impressive to see you playing this level of JRPG with your huge uh, task, like your huge goal for yourself. Um, but also playing a bunch of other stuff too. You've been playing the heck out of a bunch of other indies and all this and. Uh, and hell, you're playing Sons of the Forest tomorrow. When you told me you were interested in that, <laughs> I was pretty surprised. So, yeah, it's gonna uh, be wild. Yeah, color me happy. Well, wonderful. Well, that is uh, Fire Emblem Engage. You've got XC3 on here, which uh, I can only imagine is mm, Xenoblade yeah. Chronicles 3. That might be. Yeah. Might indeed be. Yeah. Uh, and Jerp, 
Chirp sat in, in there with uh, with me in Discord chat as I played through uh, some Xenoblade 3 because um, the third wave of DLC for Xenoblade 3 came through. And, and what did it, it feature? Any type of gameplay uh, loops that I would be interested in? Perhaps. Did it, it have really good plot? Uh, yes, it kind of did. <laughs> it actually, <laughs> uh, they did drop uh, one new character. Her name's Masha. Uh, and of course, she's got a new class type. So uh, people are figuring out how to play as her. Uh, she's basically a character that just, um, what was it? She, because I, I haven't used her much. Wait, is this the, like, the cat-like character with the chakram? No, she's got she's no. got chakram. Well, she's no, not a cat like character, Mio. but she's got. That's Mio, but uh... she does have chakram. But I don't think she's a cat though. They're like really yeah. pretty, crystalline, like colorful. Yes, chakras. Masha is is actually a crystalline character. Her whole thing is that she creates these uh, gems of of sort um, that so that help her. you. She reminds me of uh, create these accessories. I think there's a character in like Final Fantasy X that she reminds me of who has gray hair. Lulu. Is that Lulu? She's very similar to Lulu. Well, hell yeah, I did it. I named two JRPGs in the same sentence and said an <laughs> actual fact. <laughs> I almost knew their names. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, yeah, I popped in for a little bit for you with you playing this on Discord before uh, you and Jerp were in there. Um, I actually was proud of myself that I recognized the game and was able to uh, to call it out. But it looked... You know, there's a lot going on. I took a screenshot at one point that I don't think I got around to sharing, but it was just one of those comical times where like there's so much going on on the screen because like you and your party members are all doing their own abilities and they all have their own numbers. And the in boss enemy, if there's only one of them, which you know there's usually ads and stuff, are jumping around. At least I think there are, uh, and doing flips and shit, you know, and and all this and uh, it was wild, <laughs> but like it was fun to watch because. When I'm not the one playing, I don't have to know the significance of all that stuff that's happening. So when I was watching you play that, I could just kind of sit back and just take it in a little bit, um, mm. which is great too because you said that this was like a roguelike addition to the game. Yeah, the Wave Three DLC. It this is called the Arch Sage Gauntlet, and the Arch Sage is this like basically mythological character uh, in the series that. Um, is always the reason why you can do these uh, like challenge modes and stuff. There's a there's time trials, and now there's the Arch Sage Gauntlet. The Arch Sage Gauntlet is a, a roguelike in which you uh, you have the choice at the very beginning to start with one of your party members as you have them in your party currently, which is really cool because you can you can adjust anything just before you get into the Arch Sage Gauntlet. So. You decide what party members you're going to have, uh, equip them with whatever accessories, um, just do whatever you can to adjust their classes and stuff like that. And then once you get to it, it's uh, a wave format. Um, and in, in certain difficulties, you have different number of waves that you can get up to. Like the high, the hardest difficulty is 140 waves. I have not gotten 140? to 140? 140 waves, which I'm pretty sure takes about four to five hours. Wow. Yeah. That's almost uh, as bad as like the Adamantoys battle from Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> yeah, like it would be it would be legitimately a gauntlet is the best way to say it. Um but when I was playing over the weekend um I did I think the normal mode and the easy mode Arch Sage Gauntlet and I actually breezed through both of them. Um which I didn't do before. I I 
gotten like three quarters of the way through both of those or through the normal one before I did this. Um, but yeah, the whole thing is that uh, first round you choose one party member and then each round after you get money from what you did uh, to then buy different things, whether that's buying a new character or buying uh, a very particular um, a very particular ability. So it'll, it'll do something like uh, you have this much of a buff on this stat and maybe it'll curse you uh, in this way. Or sometimes it's as simple as uh, your next shop visit, everything's going to be cheaper. Uh, and there's a, a whole lot of little factors that go into it every round that um, are randomized that make it very, very interesting. That's cool. But it, in in my particular case, like it, it's all about uh, getting the right amount of money to get the right characters at the right time. Uh, because every 10 levels is a boss battle. Uh, and so uh, if you beat that boss, you actually get uh, what's called a shuffle ticket and you're able to shuffle up what's available in the shop on the next round if you want to. That's for defeating a boss? Yeah. Every time you defeat a boss, you get a shuffle ticket. And so you want to use the shuffle tickets because if you, if you, you know, somehow make it 50 levels, you're going to have, you're going to have to use a couple of shuffle tickets to, to, uh, so you don't lose that ability to, to shuffle when you absolutely have to, because you're also against the timer. There's a, a little timer, a watch in the corner of the screen that's going down the entire time. Uh, during the during the actual battles, and so uh, if you're not doing things fast enough, then you're just not gonna be able to make enough money. You're not gonna be able to uh, to restore that time enough because um, you can actually buy some more time every once in a while in the shop. So like, there's so many really cool things in there that um, make it like an extra special roguelike, and it's the reason I actually played it because I you know I don't I don't typically play roguelikes, and this was the perfect opportunity. Uh, and if <laughs> if you want to know what Xenoblade is like, watch somebody play the Arch Sage Gauntlet because you're going to be like, okay, I cannot handle the combat or, ooh, I want to handle that combat. Yeah, I feel like you will instantly know yeah. which li side of that line you stand on. Yeah, and like, uh, I didn't try it afterwards, but there's there's still an option to visually take off most of the UI on the screen, so... Uh, if you have somebody that's that does have issues visually, you can always take that off. Although <laughs> it's like it's so much. Like I'm actually surprised the Switch can do what it does with all the shit that's going on. Um, like there's literally so many numbers on the screen. Whenever there's you know six or seven enemies and you've got four to six party members, <laughs> and they're all doing things at the same time, oh all getting my hit. Gosh giving damage like it's ridiculous well which version of the switch do you have do you have like the not the oled but the the new one before that like the one yeah, the I had the V2 that was uh the animal crossing v2 oh the v2 okay that's what it's called yeah. trying to think of what it was called okay the v2 did have some some nice optimization there so i'm not terribly surprised it was able to run it as well as it is especially yeah. compared to the day one switches um so that's cool that's cool though although there is the rumor going around that they might be announcing something with quote-unquote switch 2 later this year because um there was like a big old leak on reddit where it talked about the pokemon presents stuff and it literally got everything right oh, so yeah. people are speculating like at the end of that leak it was just like switch 2 is coming out this year blah 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 you know or you know some news they got but, that inside scoop dude i feel like they have to because at this point i actually would unironically call the steam deck a switch killer 
I wouldn't say that the Switch is dead. And I want to always be clear that just because I'm not, you know, I sold my Nintendo Switch does not mean that I think there's any problem with the quality of the first party games or anything like that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, make, you know, I don't want to poop on people's love of the Switch, right? Just because it's not for me doesn't mean it's not for everybody. And I don't want people to feel that way. But I still don't like Nintendo's business practices with like, they continue to mess up pre-orders and stuff. You know, I mean, I don't have to tell you guys, but, you know, there was, like, the Metroid Prime fiasco and stuff uh, that it's just always a pre-order problem. Nintendo, what are you doing? So, anyway, uh, mm-hmm. more and more people are picking up the uh, Steam Deck to... And we still don't have, like, themes. Where are our themes? Oh, you don't or have our, themes our on the deck? Or no, on No, on the, on the Switch. There's no, you have light <laughs> and you have dark. Wait, but... Yeah. Is, Those is, are your themes. They don't have any others? Nope. I was sure they'd be like, here's a yellow Pikmin one. Here's a red Mario one. Here's a green Link People one. People have modded their Switches so that they have themes. And and some of them have like dynamic themes, kind of like how the PS4 and 5 do, which I think are really cool. And I'm just surprised. I mean, what? how old is the Switch now? Seven. Old enough. It's like, well, it's you. Well, so relating it back to what you'd said, it's almost like a last generation console. Because at this point, yeah, they have released, uh, you know, like the, the Pro six years old. or whatever. On the third, it will be six years old. And most uh, the the old cycle used to be seven years for a console. It's like kind of outdated, and stuff is always changing because now we have consoles that go through like a half measure. You know, like the console. I mean, the PlayStation four point five is basically the pro, you know, and so on. But I feel like the Switch has got to do something soon. I think, as someone who doesn't, who isn't interested in buying one, so I'm not really the target audience because I think I've made up my mind. But well, uh, they I'll... just announced uh, a new Mario Day one, by the way. Oh yeah, the one that you could choose your Mario game or whatever. Mm-hmm. For like, uh, what do For you mean? Nintendo Switch system? It's a bundle. Uh, like, so you, you get, get it to... you get the game, or or it's like a special edition. Like, it looks di- the Switch physically looks different. No, the, the, there's nothing physically different about the Switch. You do get like the signature Mario Red um, Joy-Con, like how those the Odyssey came rare. with. Yeah, um, yeah, those are really collectible. But then you get your choice of one of three games to choose from, which is Mario Kart Eight. Deluxe, um, new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe, I think, and then something else. I don't know. I think, I don't know. But it's just like cool, I guess. I don't even think it's an OLED model, though. I think it's just a V2. I didn't look that deep into it, though. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. And I'm light on the facts anyway. <laughs> High on passion, though. <laughs> but uh, I'd I'd be interested uh, to see how like the Switch versus Steam um, deck would hold up, specifically in a. a time like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 where there is so much stuff going on because it seems like what I saw your Switch is handling it really well I didn't see any serious issues like anything that I would complain about uh, going on on screen it's just like what you said Vilos it's more of a thing like look at the combat and you'll decide if you want (laughs) it or not Yeah. (laughs) because either that's your bag or it isn't but the game itself runs runs great it seems you know um it runs beautifully. It is so good, and and that is actually the reason I would want the the next stage. You know, I would want the next switch to be able to run a cartridge and it be Xenoblade and just make this game extra killer. It's so good already; like, it could only get better. Do you think uh, five or ten years ago they could have come out with Xenoblade Chronicles three like it is today? Like, what does it have? Very generally speaking, 
You know, because like FTL looks like it could have come out yesterday based on the old retro style graphics and stuff. It runs fine. It's very clever. Like I said, if you handed that to me and said it came out last week, see, I could believe you. See, Benson just made the point that I was going to make because they did it already, except X was not the the story that 3 is. But Xenoblade they did. X, not Xenoblade, Xenoblade X. Xenoblade Chronicles X was the game. Like, you can literally play uh, a 4K version of Xenoblade Chronicles X on emulators right now, and it is so pretty. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. And it was on the fucking Wii U. In Man, a Lear in that game would have been like an 11 out of 10, and every <laughs> character would have told you about it. That's yeah. extra plot. Oh, actually, that's Fire Emblem, isn't it? Now I'm, now I'm crossing yeah. the streams. <laughs> I, I will say the, the funniest thing is they... Unfortunately, Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem does give the biggest boobs to the protagonist in the past three games? Two games. The past two games that they've made for Fire Emblem. They have purposefully done that, and it's a little bit of a disappointment. But, I mean, uh, you know what? After what they did with Pirate and Mithra in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I mean... We saw how the internet reacted to all of that. So I think they were just like, oh, we I need can't to do that. And then now they're doing that. I can't believe neither of you are playing Genshin Impact because to me, all that is to me is just like waifu Breath of the Wild, right? Like, it's, it's Breath of the Waifu is what it is. I don't, even, I don't even know if I've ever seen more than five minutes of gameplay from that game, but I'm just like, I don't know. It's probably one of these JRPGs and it's just got anime girls in it. The, like, the thing is like, there's still nuance in Zeno and there's a lot less than there was but there's still nuance in Fire Emblem. There's less nuance to <laughs> Genshin's bullshit. And, and they I mean, are Genshin's just pay. a gacha game anyway, you know? Exactly. They're making yeah. you pay for all those fucking characters. Yeah. And, like, I'm not going to do that. Even though some of them... Yeah. I mean, the new one that they just released, yeah. Dahlia, I think her name is. <laughs> I love I love seeing my dark-skinned queens. Well, quote-unquote, asterisk, dark-skinned queens up in that game. <laughs> Well, it is a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. I love that for you too. Cram had said that uh, <laughs> he had just started uh, Fire Emblem and Gage uh, very recently. So I'm excited for them. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Jerp can jump on that train with you. Uh, and I was happy to see you in Discord the other day to be able to pop in because, you know, uh, I like watching that stuff. Not just like the the clipped, you know, the, the best and worst of it, but kind of just the meat and potatoes in between. Um, so Too was... bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you pop in again, I'll watch you. That's what I'll do. I have a question for you, Milo. So this time that you've been playing, spending yeah. playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3, how many times have you said Xenoblade Chronicles 3? Not 3,000 times. 3,000? <laughs> Wait, 3,000? I thought it was 300. Not, okay. not 300 times. Sorry. At this point, we've uh, mentioned it just on our official streams time, like 150 times. It's got to be. We're at least halfway through, yeah. So, yeah. We'll, uh, we need one of our star our star mods to go back through all of our footage and all our... <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean I have talked about it for at least five or six episodes, uh just in yeah, at least five or six. Oh Disney says I think the interest is up to uh three thousand now. <laughs> that checks out. We've been running yeah, since yeah. Uh, November, so um yeah, it just yeah. keeps growing. I, I mean I, I will I will say I will guarantee that if if the timing is right, because we don't know when the time is yet, um, Wave Four DLC that is the next story bit of uh, Xenoblade Three, and that I will stream because nobody can fucking ruin it for me because I will be playing it day one 
I will take off work and nobody can ruin it for me. So yep. yeah. Wait, when which is this? When when Wave Four DLC comes out for oh, right, okay. uh, it's sometime this year, but there is not a date yet. So, so this was Wave Three. Yeah, this was Wave Three, and Wave Four is potentially both a uh, prologue and epilogue to the game, which is kind of a prologue and epilogue to epilogue to the entire series. So, what would uh, that gosh. be like a re- a requel? Like, what would that be? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the thing. Uh, Xenoblade Two had a had a prequel. Uh, as its DLC, that was a standalone game. Was that the Torna one? Yeah, Torna the Golden Country. Yeah. So uh, this one uh, has Best Boy Rex from Xenoblade Two that everybody shed on and is is now a man. Like, wait, what does that mean? Uh, he's him, uh, according to. Oh, so uh, he pulled out. He pulled out. What's the protagonist from How to Train Your Dragon? Um... <laughs> oh, what is this? Hiccup. He pulled a hiccup. Wait, I still don't. That I love How to Train Your Dragon. I understand even less now. I mean, it, the, the glow up is real. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He pulled another long bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. But... I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert for anybody that that wants to play Xenoblade Chronicles Three. You've got five seconds. It's it's already been spoiled because. I mean, everybody wait, fucking... Wait, what? No, hold on. Wait, what's happening? You're about to spoil the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 3? <laughs> it's not even the end. It's, Finals, it's I was going to play it! Thing. Okay, well, now yeah. I'm not going to anymore. Just go there ahead and goes say what you're going to say. Seven hours of my hypothetical life on the ring it back. Uh, more like uh, 140 hours. Um, but the, the ending of Xenoblade Chronicles 3 has a Xenoblade Chronicles 2 thing uh, that happens to show the protagonist from 2 with the three other technical protagonists, the three other main characters from the game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, the hype is actually real. <laughs> if you knew who was, who this was, this boy Rex, this 15-year-old boy Rex, has his Aegis Blade Pyra, who is also Mithra. At the end of Xenoblade 2, they separate into two different people. Because the those are like the elemental, it's, like... It's literally... It because would take plot. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got uh, Pyra and Mithra, uh, as you know from Smash Bros. But you also have Nia, the beautiful Welsh cat girl. That is just uh, I love everything. Nia so much. Just... And guess what? Well, Rex happens to be a 15 year old boy that these three ageless women fell in love with. And at the end of Xenoblade 2, we know something's going on. And at the end of Xenoblade 3, we have a fucking photo of Rex being the chattest of them all. And <laughs> having Pyra, Mithra, and Nia all having separate babies of their own. Oh, what? Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. I didn't think it would be yeah. that concrete. That is oh, very obvious fulfillment. It is, and it destroyed the internet uh, for a few days, and it's still constantly getting people. Oh, um, But he has become the chattest Chad, and so in this... <laughs> Just in this to be clear, he's though, grown up in this, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So in the picture uh, that you see at the end of Xenoblade Three, he's like thirty-ish, somewhere in there. Uh, so I mean, literally, I mean, uh, he looks completely different, but you know it's him. That right? kid in Pentiment was only like fourteen or something. He's a dad, you know. <laughs> I mean, oh, very mature dad. for that that age. Well, um, very something. <laughs> but in uh, this wait, Xenoblade... that's 
Rex? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Sob's getting it now. So oh. <laughs> in the Xenoblade DLC trailer that we got a couple weeks ago, Rex is daddy. Like, he is See, look, I saw his picture online, like, on Twitter without knowing who yeah. he was. And I was like, oh, who's this character? Mm, yeah. How you doing? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Puberty really hit him like a ton of bricks. Damn. <laughs> like good bricks like a brick house <laughs> i see before yeah. pictures i don't know if i see mm -hmm. a glow up picture i even typed oh, yeah so you got to get that to him so. yeah 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 well, um, i just googled Dino play three rex picture that's what i googled mm -hmm. he became a true man and uh that's like this is the dlc to end all dlcs i don't think anything's ever going to come close to it um, Shoot, i can understand why they you know Got busy. <laughs> Can he equip me next? Hello. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny and it's so great. And again, that's seriously three hundred hours between those two games of story development. So I don't. I know so Absolutely. little about this game. Okay, so no kidding. Of all these pictures I've looked at, I don't know which one is Young Rex and if any of these are Glow Up Rex, because uh, everyone just looks, you know, like. A teenager to me like they do in all these games <laughs> so i don't really know who's the 30 year old version uh but i'm sure he's in there oh one of these pictures is the me sword fighter from uh smash that actually looks exactly <laughs> <the costume. laughs> like him that's that's pretty good um well that's uh that's wonderful okay Vilos, so you're you're playing Xenoblade Chronicles mm -hmm. three when you should be playing mm -hmm. Fire Emblem Engage, okay? Mm -hmm. Chat's on fire with people who are like, "Wow, why are you not completing your your monthly goal? How could you have done this?" <laughs> um, what's uh what's next on your list on your JRPG list? Like after Fire Emblem is done, what's uh, yeah? What's I, I gave myself room to move stuff around if I absolutely had to, and I think what it's gonna be is um. Because right now, and in, in, on the top of my head, I can't actually remember. I think, I think next month I had Tales of Symphonia uh, officially on the list next. But oh my god, I've had that game forever, so I like it can be sometime this year. I did, however, get Octopath Traveler two a lot earlier than I anticipated. I got it on launch day, and I didn't want to, but then I wanted to. So I think Octopath is going to be the March game with hey. Fire Emblem. So Octopath two. Okay, I mean, Octopath two. A lot of good stuff about that game. So I think you might be in for a treat. Yeah, oh. I'm interested in that. Cool art style that, you know, is, uh, I mean, not one of a kind, but I feel like they're the ones that coined it for me. You know, the 1.5D or, or the 2.5D. Not quite 3D, but, uh, you know, you've got like a, a bunch of 2D character, 2D-ish characters in a 3D world. Uh, yeah, excited to see that. I don't know anything about Octopath Traveler 2. Um, yeah, so... if you haven't seen video of this one, it's, it's actually the best that the, the HD 2D has looked, even better than Triangle Strategy. So Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. A game I still need to play. I, I have it in my Steam uh, library. I'm waiting. I, I'm waiting for you to. I tell you what, my, my goal, I when I play it, I will I will binge through it because it's so long that if I don't binge it, I know the way that I play games. I love starting games. It's why I play roguelikes, because I just constantly restart, you know? Uh, but I know if I want to actually see that game through, I've got to binge the crap out of it. Uh, so my goal will between before the end of the year, I will beat one game while Vilos beats like twelve super massive one hundred hour yeah. games. Um, oh, that's so funny. And then sub. So don't worry, you'll be the you actually will be the first one to know any update on that. Um, but when I when I'm ready to play it, yeah, I'm gonna bench the crap out of Triangle Strategy because that game looks good. 
and yeah. it's got that great like political intrigue that um that I'm really looking forward to. I I had somebody recommend to me we we were having a chat in our Discord a little while ago about Star Trek stuff. We have a movies and TV show channel, and uh, somebody was saying we were talking about Star Trek, and I was like, well, I've only watched the first couple the first two seasons of Next Generation. Really enjoyed it, and actually, it's made me appreciate FTL more because it really is like take power away from the uh from oxygen sorry everybody try not to breathe and and power the shields you know uh and and it feels like you're going each level is you know the episode of star trek generation you've got some way uh way crazy situation that you've got to solve uh before you head on your way um but somebody recommended deep space nine saying well that's the one that i've been recommended that i remember and and uh, our experts in chat had mentioned that that one has a lot of political intrigue, which is like space political intrigue is exactly my favorite kind of space sci-fi. It's why I like Mass Effect. It's why I know I will like The Expanse, which Chris likes a whole lot. If he was here, I was he'd... just about to ask if you'd seen The Expanse because it's it's pretty good. I've I've seen the first like three or four episodes, and it was very good. I just wasn't in a position to finish it, but I do want to finish it. It's also got uh, the actress I like a whole whole lot. She's the main, like, congresswoman, basically, like the senator. Oh, the one with, like, the, the deep voice? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I love her. We love her in this household, uh, which is a shame that I don't have her name um, ready to go. Um, but she's a fantastic uh, voice actor and actress. Uh, she voice acts uh, Tally's mom in Mass Effect. But she's voiced a ton of things. And uh, um, y'all, y'all I don't know how to her. say this, but it's, like, Shore Agdashlu. Yes, that's exactly why I didn't know it off the top of my head. Uh, she's so talented and everybody knows her. It's the moment she speaks, everyone knows who she is. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I need to watch The Expanse. Uh, Deep Space Nine sounds cool. Um, but the, the political intrigue of, uh, of uh, triangle strategy is, is what makes that stand out for me. Uh, because I'm less worried about people being very pretty. <laughs> and I'm more worried about uh, you know having that game kind of live in my head while I'm not playing it. You know, where I'm really thinking about the decisions you could make and why does this person want this? And if this happened, what would I do? <laughs> I so you're wait. more concerned about the actual story than you are the plot. I actually <laughs> do play the JRPGs for the articles, you know? <laughs> so. I will say they don't, they don't give you as much plot in Triangle Strategy. but <laughs> That's okay. Um... That's okay. The overarching like decisions that you make through combat is enough for me. I can't wait for you to agonize, though. Like, if you did it on stream, you just fucking... It would be one decision that yeah. you were going to make the entire stream. What I will do... It's like watching you play what? through the villainous version of um, Undertale. Oh, gosh. Tough <laughs> yeah. times, man. Tough times. That was pretty rough. I had the anniversary of that pop-up uh, uh, this past week, I think, um, of playing that. Honestly, the Renegade, ver uh, the Renegade run of Undertale was not worth it <laughs> because of how impossibly difficult it was and how like weirdly light on content it was. But I was glad to be, to see uh Megalovania in its natural habitat uh, and to, to see that game a hundred percent of the way through. I've, I'm sure there are a couple things I've, I've not seen in there, but I've basically a hundred percent undertale that game rules. Um, but yeah, I will record when I play triangle strategy so that when those big moments come up, I can, you know, my reaction will be real. Because uh, it's, I mean, what what's the runtime? Like, Triangle Strategy is like 80 hours, right? Uh, 50 at the very least. Yeah, so. Yeah. They didn't, make it, they didn't make it so Which that means it was like visible by three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, that would be Fire Emblem. They like to do threes everything. Three houses, three, you know, 
Menage a trois, you know. You know, I mean, yeah. we've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, we're we're way off track, but I'm really enjoying this conversation. Uh, to to bring it back around because we will have more JRPG talk uh, next week, no doubt. Um, I'll bet I'll bounce back to what I've been playing. The the other thing I've been playing with everybody, uh, in preparation for Sons of the Forest is Project Zomboid. Uh, I'm gonna get this video playing of us just cruising a little bit. Um, we were uh playing a lot over the past week because because like I said, we're all very excited for Sons of the Forest, but we wanted to get as close to the maximum of eight players as possible. Uh, Zomboid, I think, goes up to 16. It technically goes further as long as the sir, the host host computer can handle it. Uh, Zomboid's cool. It's uh, it's a game you start at the end of the world. Um, it looks like The Sims 2 that came out in like 2000 early. Uh, no way, not me literally just saying that in chat. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it really does. It, it looks like it's The Sims 1 or 2. Uh, with the isometric look you can see on screen right now, it's very pixely, but it is pretty. Uh, they've got like modern-ish lighting and stuff for for when you move throughout the uh, the world. When you're in a car, the camera looks much different because the camera gets way ahead of you, so that you don't just smash into something. Because when you smash a car into something in Zomboid, you'll be sorry. There's no, you know, like you're you're not just gonna break your car and then be fine like you are in a lot of games, like. Uh, you, you spend a lot of time souping one up or you've got a bunch of stuff in the trunk. Well, I put a bunch of stuff in the back of a, a real beater that I found. I found the key in an office building because this game's all about scavenging and these like systems on systems on systems. Uh, I found a key in a house and I walked outside. It, it went to the car that was outside. It's pretty beat up, but it, you know, it worked. Uh, and then I did a bunch of donuts in the gas station parking lot and I smashed into a garage. Uh, then. I had to unload everything from the trunk because suddenly it couldn't go more than six feet without the engine dying. Oops. <laughs> um, but uh, here we have uh, we have Deadpool driving us in this souped-up limo that has, like, a grill on the front specifically for, you know, uh, running over zombies and stuff. But um, this game's super cool. Uh, it's just got a lot of layers. We played our first community night of this, like, shoot, probably a year and a half ago maybe a year ago uh we play so many games now that it's hard to to figure out when stuff actually came out especially when a lot of these games came out like five or ten years ago um but this has been a really good time uh odysseus says armored for his pleasure and that's exactly right deadpool if you give him any sort of vehicle for long enough that thing is going to walk out of there with extra lights with probably a souped up engine somehow i don't know how mechanics work um not in this. We heard you anymore. like popcorn, so we put a popcorn machine maker in your popcorn trunk. Yeah, I would be surprised <laughs> if Deadpool's like, yeah, actually, you can pop popcorn in the trunk. There's a microwave that's powered somehow, even though we're like literally driving right now. Um, it's good stuff. Oh, actually, you know, I never went through this footage, but I remember this from when we were playing. We're about to park, get out, and then accidentally almost get run over by Hot Rod, who's going to come tearing through in a minute with a trailer. Uh, Attached to the back of his car. Uh, but this game, it's the end of the world. You fight hordes of zombies that spawn over time. You start the game and it's all about like scavenging and, uh, you know, the power's on and the water is on. Yeah, here's Hot Rod. Hey, Mr. Okay. We had no idea he was coming. <laughs> he just showed up. I guess that's what we get for parking in the middle of the road. 
was so close, though. Uh, it was oh, really God. close. <laughs> Just like, uh, okay. Um, yeah, because in this game, like, when you break an arm or something, like, you're messed up. Like, you're probably going to die, you know? Uh, I jumped out of a window one time trying to escape from some zombies, broke my leg, and uh, then I did die to some zombies. Just, it took a minute. Um, but Zomboid's great. Uh, we have a lot of people playing that, and I'm sure we'll continue to revisit it. Uh, as always, our community plays a whole lot of survival games, especially survival games and shooters. Um, so if, if this is the kind of game that you're intrigued by, you should join our Discord and play with us. Because playing this on your own would be fun, but playing this with a group is the way that it's meant to be enjoyed. There are also lots of mods, like a bunch of the vehicles and other things that we have in our playthrough. Um, they're really only possible because of all the mods that we've installed. Uh, it's a very mod-friendly game. But Zomboid is great. I'm just going to let this uh, footage run because eventually we're going to get back to our uh, our uh, our base uh, where we go into the garage and um, one of the vehicles that's already in there spawns as we pull in. And it puts us in a real situation. Um, I'll blow it up when we get back to our base. Actually, I think we're almost here. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's the wrong one. Let's uh, get us full screen is what I meant. Uh, so we park at our, our base, the fire station here, and watch the this vehicle spawn. Okay, we're just going to pull in. Okay, we're good. We're good. Oh, we're not. Oh, that's... Um... <laughs> so now we spend the next, like, 10 minutes trying to figure out how to, like, get into this vehicle to move it. Because now all the vehicles are stuck. Uh, if we let the footage keep running, you'd see me run outside because my plan was to... Uh... My plan was to just run something into it, you know, to get like it my... didn't even give you video gamey shit. Like it just stopped you. Yeah, it just stops you because the physics are real, but it hadn't loaded in yet. So the physics weren't real yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was me getting into my my vehicle, my designated like, look at all of our vehicles here. Like everybody has a different one and they're a bunch of extras and stuff. These knuckleheads took they didn't even ask me. They took the gas straight out of my car to put it in the generator to run the base. So here I am. I'm like, this thing's not working. I don't know why it's working. Oh, well, you got to put fuel in it, mister. Um, but yeah, so they've got all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, there are lots of just complex systems in a simple looking world. Uh, but this game's rad. That's Project Zomboid. We've been playing it lately uh, as we've worked our way towards Sons of the Forest this, this uh, weekend tomorrow. But it's been a lot of fun. I've really been enjoying that. Um, my my favorite memory so far though wasn't even us playing it was all of us in chat after we started up or after we resumed playing this world um it's all of us in chat and fuzzy man peach regular community member hops in voice chat and, and uh and i was up i was like in the kitchen or something and i come back and i hear odysseus and deadpool and they're just like oh yeah absolutely oh man i can't you it's gonna be great and i go what like i just put my headphones on what what are you guys talking about and uh Somebody, you know, just he's like, tell him. And Fuzzy's like, well, you know, I was thinking, um, I was thinking about playing, uh, thinking about playing some Zomboid with you guys. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh Fuzzy, you're gonna love it. We're gonna love playing with you. It's so great with a group. You're gonna be so excited. And then, yeah, so they're like, yeah, that's what we said. Uh, so we we're just so excited to have uh, more people in a group because the more people you get in something like this, it can get chaotic and goofy and all of this, but uh, it's so much fun. Um, also, when you have a big group, it's lower commitment because then when each individual person 
does or doesn't contribute to the group or, uh, is, you know, isn't able to play for several sessions or whatever, it's lower impact. So it's easier for players to, like, not feel, um, you know, like they're doing something wrong, like they're playing wrong or, or something. Um, with this, so since we've been playing this and it's been so fresh uh, on our minds, I wanted to walk you guys through a little bit of what we're looking forward to, to uh, Sons of the Forest. So Sons of the Forest is uh, a survival game. Um, you're, you know, I assume you've got a hunger and a thirst bar, but uh, you're in the woods for some reason, you're in the forest, and you need to build a base and protect yourself from cannibals that live in the woods. These spooky... Now, when you say a thirst bar... Uh, it... Uh, yes. Um, th there's probably a mod for that, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, there's, uh, you know, you, you gotta survive. You know, there's surviving and there's living. So, I'm gonna be the guy who's trying to live. Uh, that's why you decorate the inside of a base. Uh, you can see, check out, check out my layout. I, I put these, uh, tables in here. Uh, in our garage. I put, I brought the TV out. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Go back downstairs, Thomas. Uh, I, yeah, I put I put a VHS, I put a VCR, and all that stuff in our uh, main main garage. Ooh, look at that deer head. That's living. That's a trophy right there. You're not only surviving, you're thriving. That's right. We're thriving. So uh, yeah, so we've uh, been enjoying this, and in Sons of the Forest, Sons of the Forest, uh, I want to do the best thing for a big group because when you're in a Discord chat that has like six or more people. It gets chaotic really fast. So to try to coordinate is difficult. Also, as someone who likes the immersion of these games and really liked when we played Zomboid and uh, uh, we, we did role-playing briefly. Um, oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, we did role-playing and had a lot of fun with that. It was a very, very good time. Um, now I want to go into Sons of the Forest and use the proximity chat only. So this is going to be a big thing because it means when we go off on our own missions or if we're all hanging out at home base, uh, you can only hear those people. So when you go off and you get isolated from everybody, you're isolated. Like, you're gone. Uh, you know, you should have made a plan. That's a zombie apocalypse, you know? So in Zomboid, we have a bunch of walkie-talkies. We even have a ham radio. So now we can um, communicate over long distances. I'm hoping to do something like that in uh, Sons of the Forest. Uh, we're also trying to sleep through the night because I realized just as like someone who has played a lot of these games for a while and kind of recognizes how many different ways people want to play, especially more casual players. So like I'm, I like immersion, but sometimes when people jump in, um, it's easier to play a more immersive version of the game rather than a more efficient version of the game. So uh, I enjoy these games. Imagine it's like Minecraft, right? It's nighttime. Now you can go to sleep. When you go to sleep, you fast travel forward. Probably like eight hours is usually the standard. Um, I'm hoping to do that with Sons of the Forest because it gives this wonderful moment. Uh, the same way that at the end of a an Overwatch match, you see the play of the game, right? It's not just about showing a cool thing that happened. It's a moment that all those players share together with each other. They can laugh at it or poke fun or rage at it and leave so they don't have to watch it. But... Uh, it gives you this social moment where um, you're able to kind of take stock of this, all the stuff that just happened to you over the past 15 minutes, you know. Um, so games like this are the same. When you have uh, a sleep cycle, it allows you to kind of schedule out the game a little bit more um, to get structured to what's going on. Because it's so easy in a huge group of people to get lost in what in the world is happening. 
because uh, look, my character's doing stuff in the kitchen here. Uh, I know that there are people in the garage fixing up, you know, loading up uh, vehicles and unloading. Um, there are people uh, getting ready for the next mission that we're going to go on and killing zombies outside our base. Um, and then some people like to just go off on their own and just kill zombies nonstop. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to play these games and having everybody like go to sleep and then wake up at the same time um, gives this good social moment where everyone can take stock of like, okay, what in the world are you guys doing today? Oh, you're going on a mission to the post office to go loot, you know, to find books and, and all this stuff. Great. I'm on board. Um, or, Hey, we need more food. Can you cook that tomorrow? You know? So, um, that's something I'm looking forward to. So, uh, that'll be spicy playing sons of the forest with only proximity chat. And we all have to try to sleep. Sometimes you won't be able to sleep cause you'll be stuck in a cave with cannibals. You know, we've all been there. Um, but really looking forward to that. And, and, and project Zomboid has been a fantastic substitute for, uh, for that, you know, to get that survival fix right now. So shout out to all the community members out there who are going to play and who have been playing all these games. Uh, it's been wonderful and we really couldn't do it without you. Uh, but with that, but that, uh, being the last one, I think that's what we've been playing. I think that's it, huh? Da -da -da that was the longest what we've been playing segment. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Uh, do we even want to do the party topic or do we play Pentiment? Huh? Uh, that's hard. I feel like we shouldn't do Pentiment. Yeah, I, I would be cool to skip straight okay. over to Pentiment, uh, yeah. with how excited I was last time. Well, I tell you what, we'll, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll repeat what the party topic was because we will do it again. So think about it. And I think it's a fun thing to chew on at home. Uh, but what we were going to do, and we're not going to do it anymore, is uh, asking the question of what is one genre of games that you don't really play, but you should play more of? Uh, so, so yeah, uh, think about that because we'll do that. I mean, maybe we'll do it next week. We come up with these uh, a lot based on whatever's been in the news lately or whatever we have been playing and stuff. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll skip over to Pentiment here in a minute, so we'll wrap up. Um, but let us know because it's always fun to try out... Um, new things i mean to be to to tie this up a little bit uh vilos again i'm really excited you're gonna play sons of the forest with us because we play a lot of survival games and usually you're like i'm good <laughs> you guys look like you're dying just fine on your own you know um but with these games uh it's it's almost like lightning in a bottle they they can only you can only play them for the first time once you know one time um so to play that all with everybody at the same time is great uh, survival games struggle when some pe people get really experienced and are way, way further ahead uh, than everyone else. So, um, yeah, getting in on this session one is uh, it's where it's at. And so, just a reminder, I didn't hear for sure if there is an update yet, but the fact is that we had this week or two or whatever uh, to, to let them get the kinks worked out a little bit. So a shit ton of people have played this game. Yeah. So I think stuff's probably been worked on or is being worked on by the time we we get to play it so yeah and it is early access just like uh space uh kerbal space program 2 just came out in early access and it's had like mixed reviews which is not surprising at all it's an early access game and if you know anything about the first game of course it's going to have mixed reviews but people seem weirdly shocked that an early access game isn't finished even though an early access game is like sometimes more of an alpha than it is even a beta uh you know i don't know people are grumpy and need to manage their their expectations online 
But seeing these two early access releases side by side of Kerbal with mixed reviews and Sons of the Forest with over 2 million, uh, I think it was over 2 million positive reviews. I might be mixed up. Maybe it was 2 million players. Uh, but in the first week, it's wide success, and I think it was a great uh, decision of them to bring it out in early access first instead of working on it internally and then releasing it uh, 1.0 to a bunch of possibly mixed reviews. So, Anyway, very excited for that. Uh, Sons of the Forest stream will be tomorrow. Um, it'll be on Friday the 3rd around 8.30-ish Central Time. Um as early as we're able to play it is when we're going to load it up. So, uh, so please tune in. So that's going to do it for our vodcast number one hundred and three. We played a bunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though we were light on the things that we actually played this week, uh, we obviously had plenty to talk about. So uh, that's why I love getting in this room and and huddling with all y'all and uh, everybody in chat. I really appreciate it. Uh, tell us what you're playing, what you're excited to play, and. Uh, what you just don't have enough time to play. What's on your backlog that you uh, haven't, you know, you've been meaning to get to, but you haven't lately. Let us know here in chat uh, as we take a break, heading into Pentiment, which is going to be the three of us uh, with our community voice uh, supports of Shanty Pack, uh, Deadpool, and Hot Rod. And uh, hit us up on Twitter and all that stuff. You can visit our website at partyinvite.games. That's where you can find Vilos' list of all his JRPGs uh, that he has the goal of beating before the end of the year. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and what else? Am I missing anything, y'all? Oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, there was uh, There's an event coming up in a little bit over a week that Ooh. we wanted to give a little shout out for. Oh yes, there is. Oh yeah, let me uh, let me pull this up. Give me just a moment here. Vilos, I didn't forget. Y you you forgot. Um, yeah, we'll play this. Uh, so actually, I'm gonna wait because I'll make sure I have the right thing pulled up here. This is probably gonna make sounds. Yeah, I'm gonna play this with the sound. Does this look any good? Sorry, everybody. You guys can't see this yet, so. Uh, yeah, we're going to do this. Um, our friends, uh, so our friends uh, Gary, Scary Gary in Kansas City, hey. is one of many uh, who are involved in running this all-in-one game, or all-in-one expo is what it's called. Uh, it is intended to cover all sorts of gaming from retro and physical, like tabletop, uh, to modern and anything in between. Um, Gary was very involved when I was running game events back in Kansas City. He was always there. We were always in the same places because uh, he's he's a doer. He's also very involved in like the the horror community and a lot of other stuff. But uh, he you know has uh, he's walking the walk and he's out there putting together uh, you know a way for gamers to get together in Kansas City uh, that is this all in one. Um, game Expo. So let me roll the tape here. Tickets are on sale now for the All-in-One Gaming Expo, March 11th and 12th at the Fall Event Center in Olathe, Kansas. That's right, we're Kansas City's premier all-inclusive, all-ages event that focuses on all types of play. We have a vendor room, we have a tabletop space, we have a game room, we have Artist Alley, we have panels round the clock. And if you can't make it, that's okay too. We have a stream happening both days, so you can watch it from home. Please click the link below. We look forward to seeing you there.
Hell yeah. So they're doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, I appreciate those uh, those guys. You know, they're uh, they love what they do, and I love. I know that we all can uh, agree that like doing stuff in person with other people is really something special. Uh, I know it was, is uh, Planet Comic Con's coming up in like soon, right? Like two weeks or something, three weeks, something like that. I think Emerald City Comic Con here in Seattle is this weekend. I want to say. I think I've seen people setting up booths and stuff. Uh, but those in-game events are uh, really fun, and I think it's important to remember that through COVID, um, your social muscles need to be flexed just like anything else. Like, they'll, they'll atrophy if you don't go out and see anybody, you know? Uh, and a lot of gamers, like, we find ourselves inside at our desks, like me, or on our couches, or, you know, wherever. And uh, we can we can just find ourselves isolating ourselves um, because everything we want, you know, is on a screen nearby. But I would really encourage everybody to go to events like this in person because it's not just about meeting people. It's about being in a positive space with others um, where you can kind of relax and breathe and discover things and and all that. So uh, go check that out. That's all in one expo hosted by uh, our friend Scary Gary, among others, in Kansas City. Um, we'll have a link to that. I'll be there too, um, representing Casey Game On. So, oh. me. yeah, we saw Casey Game On in there. We saw Reworld Tavern. We saw Level One uh, or uh, Level One Shop. Oh gosh, I don't think. I I'm think saying. so. Yeah, no, I think Is it's that right. One. Level One so, Shop. Yeah. I can see the logo in my head, but I, you know, I don't say it out loud very often. Uh, but that stuff's good. Go check it out. Um, All in One Gaming Expo. When did they say that was? Uh, the eleventh and twelfth. The eleventh and twelfth of March. Hell yeah. Did I get that? It is March, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, now I'd feel silly because yeah, well, because I didn't ask. Um, well, and it okay. It is an Olitha for those of you that are upper Casey Metro. So uh, just just a reminder, you'll you'll have to take the highway. So you know, carpool. It's not so bad. Make plans. I mean, I've seen what those highways look like on you know The Last of Us, and they were very accurate re representations. So. <laughs> Oh, as a Casey Metro native, they 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 nailed it. That's right. Why didn't they show Ward Parkway? That would have been the most pothole-ridden street of them all. Um, okay, well, this has been uh, episode one hundred and three. My name is Tegan. Over there is Vilos. Over yeah. here is Sovereign Sid. Thanks y'all for joining us for this uh, wonderful what we've been playing <laughs> for for the show. Um, for everybody, uh, look forward to our next episode of Pentiment um, on our YouTube. Uh, but we're going to take a short little break, and we'll see you all again very soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.